Revolting is produced by the Cycling Independent, with the support of subscribers like you and additional underwriting from Shimano North America. We are community-focused, community-supported, and dedicated to the whole of cycling. Always remember, at the Cycling Independent, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. This is Revolting with steve and Robot on the Cycling Independent, episode 45, The Perfect Bike Day. We're obligated to tell you before we start that this podcast contemplates both mature and immature themes. You might not like all the words we use or the ideas we bring up, so if you're sensitive about these things, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. And, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it's okay, we still love you. You know, like, you're okay, I'm oh, yeah. okay, we're okay, but... Just, you know, you don't like it, don't, don't like it. Just, take, Just take don't a listen to it. You're not here There's anyway. also going to be no mature themes explored. So it's, we can take that out. We're going to explore all the immature themes. And if you don't like those, well. You're not here. You're not here. There's, nobody's here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know who I found out listens to this? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> my sixth grade teacher listens to this no oh shout out to mrs white oh hi mrs white yeah she she's just i'm sure she's she's just going through her life and counting her failures as an educator and she's like, <laughs> she's like oh my god there's a brand new one. Oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mrs. White listens to this. We might not have any other listeners, but my sixth grade teacher does, so that's something. I I also am all the time discovering friends of mine who listen to um the podcast and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I want you to know me that well." <laughs> or know that si- well, know that side of you, know that side of us. I don't know. Yeah. This is the real side for everyone. Everyone who's curious, this is the real side. Everything else, I'm on my best behavior. <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess for the most part, I'll listen. I'll listen to an episode and I'll think like that's that's not how I want to be remembered. That's not me. I mean, that's a part of me. Like maybe I'm just sometimes I'm super grumpy. Sometimes I'm super forlorn. Sometimes I'm super happy. You know, like it's the whole spectrum. It's a rainbow of emotions. And just because we have this one hour block it doesn't mean i mean i'm just i am i am who i am you know and it's going to come through however it comes through but judge me i don't care yeah we're 44 and our 45th hour of this conversation uh if people don't know us or get it or like it by now i mean i don't know well i I don't know you know you listen to sometimes sometimes you listen to um some podcasts and it's just it's their per- it's that's their personality and that's their you know it's sort or sort of like a, a radio show uh the the person on the the host uh that's just their job and their job is to play music or their job is to interview people and they're uh they sort of divorce them their themselves emotionally from it um but this is just a conversation between two people and and i or maybe i just haven't gotten to the point where i can divorce myself emotionally and be 
sort of uh, clinical about you know having a conversation with you because some days I'm in a good mood and sometimes I'm some days I'm in a bad mood. Whatever. I mean, I would say that we're both of us are fifty or older, oh. and at this stage, we don't have quote unquote professional jobs. And there is a reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Mm. So this is what we got. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, you know, you uh, a lot of times you tell me that you would like me to read the notes beforehand or you're surprised that I don't read the notes. And then and then I've expressed a number of times that I don't particularly like reading the notes because it it gives me this sort of immediate um, there's a spontaneity I think uh, associated with me having no idea what we're going to talk about uh, except there have been times when you encouraged me not to read the notes and I did read the notes um, but this week I have no idea what we're talking about so it's a surprise well, this week there are almost no notes this week I was like well uh, what are we there's almost do? no notes <laughs> okay this is free free freestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Jam Band Podcast. Jam Band Podcast. Stuff. This episode is about our, about our idea of the perfect bike day from sunup to sundown. Yep. Oh, you know, I think I wrote, I think something at some point I wrote about like what a perfect bike day would be for me. It was for oh. a fanzine or it was for the, maybe the outcast or... Some I don't remember. I don't remember what it was for, but I already kind of got it in my mind. So I think I can probably. Think well, I this can is recall. normally the point on our podcast where you would now look at your phone and try to find what you said before, <laughs> so you could read it and it not crossed, have to come up with a new mind. answer. Yeah, because it was yeah. really. I mean, it was it was concise. It it covered all oh. of the bases. But I I remember the bullet points. So uh, right. I'll try to recall that. But now. Uh, we'll do the music pick of the week, and I'm sure you're going to pick something that no one's ever heard of because, you know, like uh, <sighs> only the best bands uh, no one is familiar with. And me, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, have you heard of this band called um, uh, the Dave Matthews Band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think of something super vanilla and and well known, but that almost just even saying that name almost made me barf in the barf in my mouth a little bit. I don't think my pick this week is that obscure. Actually, you know, in fact, I made an effort this week because normally I pick a band. I do. I pick bands that are pretty hard to hear. Um, because, and that's just what appeals to me. I'm not trying to be a cool guy. I just, I just don't like a lot of things or I think what appeals to me now, having listened to so much music is something that is sideways. I like sideways music. I don't like straight ahead music so much, but this band that I'm about to say their name, I think is pretty well known and is very straight ahead because it occurred to me that I was I was picking too much obscure, loud, chaotic, um, atonal uh, music. And like there's only so far down that uh, road you can go. So this week I'm picking a Chicago band called the Cloud Nothings and the Cloud Nothings make very accessible 
hook-laden, melodic guitar rock. I would, there was a time when I would have called it like alterna rock, but I don't even know what alternative means anymore. So that's it's, not a, a good it's adjective. Anything. I mean, what's alternative to what anymore? Yes. You know, there was a time it was called college, like the college charts, you know, when right. we were youngsters and that was music that was maybe not necessarily on <clears throat> the radio. And then of course, uh, a little band from, Seattle kind of flipped the script and then there yeah. was alternative and that was alternative to commercial radio. And then now it's basically fuck there's uh, indie lo-fi underground garage, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. I only like bands that haven't even formed yet. <laughs> I like one pieces that aren't solo acts. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was on a kick for a long time where I really like only listened to bands with two people. I do love a two piece. I do too. And my friend Joe <laughs> and Jordan think that's absolute bullshit. There's nothing good about a two piece. It's just, it's not a complete sound. And who thinks that? Uh, my friend Joe and Jordan. Uh, come on, they Joe. Come on, Jordan. Are, <laughs> they, they are adamant about the idea that there's just no such thing as a, a good two piece. And I'm like, what about Godhead silo? What about death from above? What about 68? What about the two gallants? What about big business? What about, you know, and they're just like, no, not having it. Yeah. So whatever. I'm going to make them a composite person called Joe Jordan and say, Joe Jordan is full of shit. <laughs> Open your ears, Joe. <laughs> Jordan. Joe Orton. <laughs> Jordan. We'll call him Joe Orton. Come on, so many good two pieces. Okay. And let's still look at, you know, like if you see a band, even a three piece, sometimes you feel like you're not sure where to look because there's too many pieces. Yeah. Two piece, two piece, especially if they stand next to each other, is really good. Just one thing to look at. That's one member like. for each eyeball. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and here. <laughs> uh, okay, the Cloud Nothings from Chicago, uh, hook yeah. laden, accessible. Hook -laden. Yeah. Would you call it, would you call it kind of poppy? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the reason I'm picking it because it's like just the right amount poppy and just the right amount weird to be like, re I think really compelling. It's very, very listenable. Okay. Very listenable. Sounds good. The yeah. cloud, the cloud nothings. I'm sure they'll appreciate the push that they've gotten here on the revolting oh, yeah. podcast major uh, spike in traffic uh I, like usual i am picking something that like doesn't even exist anymore so oh sweet um i often talk about growing up on the front range and there was a band that came from denver called the fluid uh they oh, were yeah. the first band to sign with sub pop records outside of the pacific northwest and um, they were like local heroes, you know, uh, they were, I think Jack and Dino uh, re recording engineer, Jack and Dino once said that, <clears throat> excuse me, the fluid were either 15 years late or 10 years too early. Uh, mm. They have like a real kind of motor city. I mean, fuck, everybody's heard the fluid. So if you, you know, if you like, um, 
the idea of sort of the MC5 mixed with a little bit of blue cheer, mixed with a little bit of um, gosh, mud honey and probably a dose of stooges mixed in. Everyone and, loves that. Yeah. And they were just so I got to see them. They reunited for the Sub Pop 25th anniversary a number of years ago and they played at this little bitty place in Denver and then a slightly bigger place. And I had flown out to see the slightly bigger uh, venue show. And my friend Wakeman called me the night before in the middle of the night. He called me at like, um, at like two in the morning and left me a voicemail message. And it's, it went something like, Oh man, that band is fucking good. Uh, everybody in the band, Ricky, James, Matt, like they just look so haggard, but John, John, he's still so handsome. He's so handsome. I bet he does yoga. He could be, he could be the president of the United States click. Uh, but it's true. Uh, John, the singer is, he's just, He's drop dead gorgeous, always has been, always had the nicest fucking hair. I mm. hate him. I hate mm. him. Uh, and the rest That's of the band. A, that is an excellent um, sidebar because your hair looks amazing today. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. I caught a, I caught a profile like, uh, you know, I've always had a pretty long forehead, but I caught a profile of myself and it's it, it's just it, it, it looks like a like a like a like a, a homeless poodle. Like just matted, matted and covered in garbage. Like my hair is just fucked. It's always been hard to manage, but right now it's a disaster. I love it so much. I love it so much. It's made my day better seeing it. I wish people, I wish this were a TV show. (laughs) It's, it's like a bad bozo. I was, I wasn't going to say bozo because I felt like that's just being mean, but I did think it. I did yeah. think it, but I so got a, good. I got a I got a haircut appointment with Danielle. Uh, I've mentioned her before. Oh yeah. Uh, I got an appointment with her next week, so I'm gonna get something done. You know, I've never had a haircut like a proper like. Give me a hairstyle, because what the fuck <laughs> can you do with this? You know, I was always so jealous growing up. Because yeah, let's see, when I was really small, you'd feather your hair, and that mm. was cool. Look, Sean Cassidy. You know, mm. like all the heartthrobs, they'd feather their hair. Couldn't, can't do that with this mess. Yeah. And then uh, in fifth grade, kind of the romantics, sort of like punk cut, yeah. you know, like spiky up on top. Can't yeah. do that with this hair. Can't do yeah. shit still. And then let's see, uh, seventh grade, there's the Tony Hawk kind of pirate swish. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, can't do that with this. This is yeah. a fucking disaster. Then uh, let's see. Um, Oh, and, you know, forget like Liberty Spikes or Mohawk or anything like that, because it's just stupid. Yeah. Round. My hairstyle is round. And then (laughs) um, and then when I was in college, I just grew it out. And it just was this perfect orb. Like my ID, my college driver's license is like my little face in the midst of this (laughs) gigantic afro. And I was cool with that. Uh, uh, But like. You know, I if I go into a place and say I want a hairstyle, they'll be like, <laughs> no, "No, there is, there's nothing you can do with this." 
there isn't one for you. Yeah, I mean, I think mine is very round. compact. Mine is like, um, have you ever, if you've ever um, arranged flowers, you know that foam <laughs> base that you jam the flowers into? That's uh-huh. what my hair is. It's like this sort of static thing, like... I get really excellent helmet head because the helmet and the sweat forms it into like a like three fins. Yeah. Like my head becomes an eggshell carton. Yeah. Um, and that's why we don't have a TV show anyway. Uh, if you like Cadbury cream eggs and John Deere tractors, try the fluid cause they're a great band. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We really went off, went off base. Didn't we? <laughs> Uh, let's get into the first question. How does the oh, yeah. perfect bike day start? What kind of uh, ride or rides are you going to do? Uh, well, I'll just I'll say uh, it doesn't start too late or too early. I'm a, I'm, I am a morning guy, uh, but I don't want to like I really hate. I want to get up and drink some coffee and probably have. um a reasonable breakfast before I start whatever this bike thing is. And I also think that because it's a perfect bike day and there should be multiple rides, I probably would do a super chill, not very long road ride with friends at the kind of at like chatting pace Mm -hmm. just to like, you know, post breakfast. So I've had two cups of coffee. I probably had a breakfast burrito then I ride like 15 miles of road where there's no cars and I'm just chit chatting with various friends as we sort of configure ourselves, configure and reconfigure ourselves. And then we drink coffee again. So that's my start. What have you got? Uh, same. I don't like being in a rush um, because as we covered in the last episode, I don't like working and <laughs> <laughs> and when it you know when you're on a schedule to recreate you're like okay well i gotta be out yeah. the door by 8 15 yeah. uh, then it becomes kind of a job which gives me butterflies in my stomach and anxiety yep so i would say a leisurely start mm-hmm. i don't necessarily like to get out after like 10 or 10 30 because then i feel like my whole day is wasted and i just <laughs> have to stay inside and then go back to bed there's a real uh, fine balance there between starting <laughs> early enough, but late enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and definitely like good food and, um, and not just like, not, not, a, not crappy, not a crappy breakfast, not a crappy rushed breakfast, but like actual whole foods and fruit and, you know, and then I think about like what I'm going to put in my bag because I always ride with a bag and, Make sure that I got batteries in my for my or my for my uh, camera, and uh, yeah, just make sure that I've got anything I need, you know, for in case I get flats or mechanicals or whatever. Make sure my bike works good. You're so good at bike riding. I most of the time I leave the house, I look at all the stuff like the pump and the tire lever. Like if I don't have just a saddlebag that, of course, I haven't touched in three months. Uh, if I look around and I'll go, nah, I'm not going to need this today. And I just, I'm like, ah, I'm going to just, I'll throw those dice again. You're so much better than I am. And then I'm a dick. If I have a flat, 
I yeah, I don't want to have to rely on anybody else, but I just like I don't like being caught unprepared. I've been caught unprepared enough times that um that I don't I know I don't want to go through that again. So yeah. Uh, and if it's sunny, you know, it's not like I'm bringing space blankets and rain jackets and all this other sleeping bags and shit in case I get s- stranded. Mm. Um, but during the winter, I probably carry a little bit more stuff just in case. Uh, <laughs> On my perfect bike day, the temperature at the beginning of the day is 53 degrees Fahrenheit and it never <laughs> varies. <laughs> yeah, it's very specific. This is yeah. all super specific. Perfect um, bike day. And I think the kind of bike ride I would probably do just because I I really like being in the woods more than I like being on a road. Uh, I mean, I don't mind being on a road to get to the woods. Uh, I don't mind riding my bike to my bike rides. In fact, I'm pretty dickish about the amount of people who feel that you have to drive. I understand there are situations where Maybe you want to get, you know, 30 miles away from your house, or maybe you live in some suburban hellscape that it's, you're, you're too fucked to, you can't ride to your ride. But I live in a place where the trails are literally like five miles from anywhere. And the number of people I see driving is staggering. I was, I went on a mountain bike ride last week and I came out of the trail and I, there are three houses away from the trailhead, and this guy was unloading his bike off the back of his truck. Now, he may have gone to a faraway place that day. I don't know. But I have a suspicion that he actually drove not to the trailhead that I came out of, but another one. Like, you, he could ride from his house in seconds, and he was, and he was, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just like. Come on, Joe Jordan. It's, <laughs> they definitely are not. <laughs> Drive or drive to riders. Um, anyway, uh, side tangent. Uh, ride, yeah, I would ride my bike to a bike ride and then I would be in the woods. And sometimes it'd be some road and sometimes there'd be some dirt road and sometimes there'd be some trail. And maybe you could have like adventures. And like, um, I used to do a hairnet ride uh, when I lived in the Bay Area and it was basically just sort of like a mixed terrain road or cross bike ride. Um, I believe they call them gravel rides now. Yes. The gravels. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, and we, it was, they were hilarious. They'd be like eight hour, nine hour long rides (laughs) and we would cover like 20 miles Mm -hmm. and it was just goofing around. And one time I remember we, I was this guy, Dan, who lives in the East Bay again now, but he'd like moved away and he'd come back. But we stopped and we were sitting somewhere and having a snack and probably drinking cans of beer or whatever. And we rode like a mile or two miles. And he's like, Oh, check this shit out. And there's this little path off the side, like little footpath off the side of the road. And it went around to this little Vista, another little lookout that I'd never seen before. And we all piled on there. And then we sat down and had another snack. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, it was like a, it was like a nine hour, um, uh, kind of scavenger hunt sort of just looking for cool places to hang out and then at the end of that day we rode a bunch of trails and ended up on this hillside and this kid whose name i can't remember i'd never met him before he rode down the hill and picked up a couple pizzas and then rode them back up and we watched the sunset 
And it well, was he's just a real, like real hero, that guy. It, yeah, it wasn't a super long haul to the pizza place, and it wasn't really good pizza. But just at the end of the day to watch the sunset after getting to goof around with my friends. And it's obviously like a no drop ride. And periodically somebody would show up and it was clear that they thought we were going to do like a real ride. (laughs) And they just were like, what the fuck is this? They're all kitted out, you know, and I love to be on a ride where people think it's going to be serious (laughs) and it's not. (laughs) I I love people to be like, I love this is what I like. We stop for the whatever 10th time and then and then the people someone says, you know what? I'm going to just yeah. like they're 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 bailing because they're yeah. fucking irritated with you. He I was, really enjoy that. He was a, a dude that I actually knew. I, I met him through skateboarding, but he got into cycling and was like doing like huge days, huge days. And he's. He was gnarly, but he kind of got obsessive about it, and he knew that it was kind of getting to a point where it was unhealthy. But I don't think he'd he'd uh, recognize that at this point, and he came out thinking that we were going to do, like, you know, a, an actual bike ride. And, <laughs> and sometimes they were. Sometimes they were bigger rides, and they were challenging yeah. and stuff, and sometimes they'd just be like, whatever, out and backs, or just to see, like, a cool rope swing or whatever. I don't know. I think those are fun. Yeah. So let's let's just rewind for a second. So you did you're doing that. You're doing that trail ramble fuck around ride. What bike are you on? Is this uh, uh, it might be a drop bar bike or it might be a mountain bike. I don't know. It just kind of depends on which one is less broken that day, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. But if this is um, all just fantasy, I'd say, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it would depend on a mood. And so um, so is it just the one ride and it lasts a lot of the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it also depends on where I'm at, you know, I mean, I think <clears throat> like, uh, riding in Downeyville, everybody loves Downeyville. You know, it's a destination and the trails are amazing and the woods are amazing and everything about the area is beautiful. Um, but people are going there and doing like, you know, three, they're like, three shuttle runs or whatever in a day. And I would prefer to ride my bike up to the saddle and then descend, do all of the amazing single track descent and then park it and get some food and play in the river. You know, (laughs) the river is key mm -hmm. that uh, getting back to my day, because I've heard enough of yours now. Uh, (laughs) no, no, uh, so I do that like super chill road ride in the morning, but then I got to get in the woods. Cause I agree. Woods are way better. Um, and I do like a similar chill, like maybe it's technical, but it's, we're not like trying to cover ground. Like I missed the skinnies the first three times, but I'm going to ride them until I get them. And then we move on. And that ride ends at a river or some kind of swimming hole for sure. Yeah. I I mean, even if it's in the middle of the ride, you know, just like to dunk to dunk yourself mm. is uh is great. You know, as long as you can dry out. Riding with a wet chamois is a bummer. Oh yeah. Wet diaper, no good. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, so I think that would probably be um that'd probably be a a good one. I mean, the the perfect ride that I wrote about, I'm not going forward in the notes, so I don't know if we'll 
get a chance to cover this, but it, it was basically like waking up next to someone I love and then Aww. going outside and there's like a bunch of friends, like in like everybody's passed out all over the house and we make a big <laughs> breakfast and then we go on a ride and it could be a sort of a d- combination of everything we just described. And then we come back to the house and Rocket from the Crypt has shown up and they're playing <gasps> a show. Whoa. Yeah, that's See, my perfect bike day. A second ago, I was like, man, you've got a real mundane perfect bike day. But then Rocket from the Crypt <laughs> showed up. <laughs> yeah. Then we get back and my house has been a pla- replaced by a gymnasium <laughs> and Van Halen has reformed from the dead with uh, David Lee Roth, of course. And... <laughs> Oh, hey, it's story time with steve When I was eight or nine years old, my mom and dad bought me my first BMX bike. It was a JCPenney Free Spirit. And in time, I went on to put some nice accessories and components on it, like a tough neck stem and CW bars, which just made it sort of the embodiment of putting a nice frame on a shitty painting. One day I was hanging out at the local bike shop, which during the winter was a ski shop. It was a little tiny place run by this guy named Andy. And one day he gave me a 10 inch long die cut Shimano sticker. It was blue. I didn't really know what Shimano was or anything about it, but I put it on my top tube and immediately made the bike 150% cooler. It was around that time that I probably became a lifelong shimano guy yeah well there's like rope i don't know there was rope swings and maybe the house is it's i feel like the house that i was imagining is kind of like this a-frame it's got like a little outside venue area and it's right on a river with rocks to jump off of and there's like a really good swimming hole and there's a fire pit and there's food and maybe a horseshoe pit and um yeah, and then we get to see live music at the end of the day. I think that's my perfect bike day. Well, you you did jump to question two, which is how does it all end and how close to this day have you ever gotten? <laughs> uh, I woke up. One, the beginning part of it, when I said I woke up, <laughs> that that's happened. That happened? Yeah, you've yeah. gotten that far. Um, I mean, in, incrementally, like you've got, you know, you like, yeah, not very, not none of that is... Mm, no, okay. I, I've, there's never been a band at my house, and I've never lived in an A-frame, and you know. But like, I have had uh, horseshoes, and I have had swimming holes. I've had all of those independently, yeah, um, and maybe one or two in the same day, but not not that scenario has never even come close to happening. Mm. I have not gotten close to mine, I don't think. I mean, like you said, like all of the elements probably at one point or another, uh, I have gotten. I, my day is like a breakfast burrito, that chill road ride, uh, then like a regular burrito, and then the trail ride, and then it ends with a third burrito, I think. I think my perfect day ends with a third burrito. I don't think I've ever eaten three burritos in a day. Oh... Uh. Did you do that in your bike messenger days? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I've eaten. I like. I wonder if there could be a like a Fitbit program <laughs> that 
you know, tells you how many burritos you eat in a day or how many burritos I have had in my lifetime. I was, I don't know if I brought this up, but probably this is a story. Um, I worked at a bike shop in Berkeley and there was a taqueria on the corner of Shattuck and University, which is now I think an Indian food restaurant, but they used to have this spicy pork burrito that was so fucking good. Oh my God. It was so good, but I'd eat them all the time and they have a burrito card. And if you ate 12 burritos at this place i think you got one free yep and i know for a fact that i had at least minimum 12 free burritos which means i had like i don't know i'm not good at math 124 burritos plus the 12 free ones i think it's 144 plus 44 plus 100 i make that 156 burritos i ate 156 burritos and that was just working at this place you know, like over the course of my life, who knows? I don't use um, Strava or like I have a I do have a Garmin watch for trail running stuff. But I'm aware that there's like stuff built in there like you need rest. I really wish it had like a burrito alarm. Yeah. Like insert burrito now. Couldn't you? I mean, I'm sure you could hack into it and. Yeah. Find somebody who can program does, you know, they know about the computer things. Yes. You could probably do something like that for you. I wish that it said the, the, um, the watch said things like you should pee one more time before you leave and you should eat a burrito now. And you know what? Fuck this guy. He's too fast. Let him go. <laughs> like those are the things, the functions I wish. <laughs> I well, wish I thought you were going to say something like, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. Like, let it, you know, oh. let it go. Walk away. <laughs> fuck this right. conversation. Yeah. I think that uh, he's an asshole was implied. But anyway. <laughs> um, I need one that just tells me to drink water. I need to. I can't. I have been sweating. Well, it's been warm and with like 80% humidity here. And I yeah. have gone through. I on a like an average work day because I'm, you know, I'm still doing manual labor stuff i sweat through i think three shirts like not just kind of like made them a little damp but like clingy wet like sticking to my body kind of wet so i take that off and hang it up and then put another one on it's just it's so gross but i don't remember to drink water i think ordinarily i'm chronically dehydrated but these days I'm wildly, wildly chronically dehydrated. So I need a little watch just to be like, fucking now. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate to that for sure. My, I have this strategy as, as I think, you know, and I've mentioned on this podcast, we have a quote unquote pool, which is a large animal trough that I yeah. installed a, a tiny pool filter in. You built and a deck around it, didn't you? Or was that somebody else? That's somebody else. That's yeah. way beyond my okay. my dirtbag DIY skills. But we have this little pool, and what I do is I'll go ride in the morning, and I return ruined, you know, filthy, soaked. And then I just take my stuff off, and I get in the pool, and my wife is like, you can't go in the pool that dirty. And I'm like, that's why there's a filter. And <laughs> so that's my, like, morning shower. So then I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not clean per se but i'm reset and then i get a new shirt on and then you know i can hit the hit the pool again throughout the day uh and then i try not to wear shirts ever 
I yeah. recommend that for everybody. Men, women. Jerks. We need to get over the um this here's a hot take that I'm gonna regret. But I think we have to get over this whole breasts thing because to keep to make people wear shirts all the time uh for proprietor whatever it's just not fair it's hot like global warming let's lose shirts shirts yeah. are not necessary <clears throat> they get it in europe it, it's america it's just too pearl clutchy it'll never take on here but anytime yeah. i see anytime i see somebody just like f- flying the flag and cruising sand shirt i'm all for it men men or women and, and i don't like look at boobs in public and be like oh here right. comes the boner train because i don't right. give a fuck uh, right. But I do really appreciate that anybody, you know, anytime anybody does it, I don't particularly, I won't do it to people because of the sight of my bare visage <laughs> is like unpleasant for my own eyes. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't inflict that on anybody else. Oh, you uh, care too much about other people. I don't. I just, I'm like, yeah, my shirt's not on. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Know, the aforementioned Joe and I rode out to Clayton, the beach that, that uh, your family and I, went and took a trip to when you were oh, yeah. in town we rode out there one day and we were hanging out on the beach and there's not a ton of people there but joe's like you gonna get in the water i was like man you know maybe he's like you going naked and i'm like i wouldn't do that to anyone and there's like a, also <laughs> like a blanket full of teenage girls over there and right. i don't want to like there's you know depending on what their perspective is and i you know like I know this is a pretty freewheeling town but i don't want to be like Oh, yeah, the naked dude in front of the children at a public beach and then have like an indecent exposure charge levied against me. And then I'm on the sex offender registry. And so I was just like, fuck it. And besides, I'm not going to do that to people. And he was like, "Okay, you know, suit yourself. Just boom, drops all his clothes, hauls ass in the water. And I was like, that's I want that kind of like laissez faire attitude. Like, just I don't give a fuck. Like these people know what a naked ass looks like. You're born naked. Maybe you'll die naked. Who yeah. fucking cares? But I just, you know, I still, what's the, it's not so much what I care about what other people think, but it's, or maybe it is a little bit. I don't know. I, for me, it's not about caring what other people think. I, there is a certain consideration. Like you don't want to make other people uncomfortable, but you I can't do. just assume everyone has your that's my whole thing. I love making people uncomfortable. It's just not oh. with my own nakedness. I don't know. Oh. I don't, I was, I was raised maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but there's like, you know, a little shame. Or, oh, shame. That's no good. No, yeah, I don't know. That's something else for my therapist to unpack. <laughs> Leave that to her. Maybe next time you go to the therapist, just take your shirt off on your way into the office and say, we need to talk about this. This is what we're, this is how we're going to do it. This is maybe you just get comfortable. I mean, I've been in situations. There was a a bunch of friends of of mine and I went to this. uh, Okay. So this one guy's dad was a caretaker of this big piece of property in Sonoma County that was owned by a pretty successful plastic surgeon. And they hadn't yet begun construction on this mega mansion that they were going to put there. So we just went and like spent the weekend camping. There was a little pond and there was a trampoline and there was like a, and a little beach that they'd made on this pond. It was interesting because they built the pond and then the woman didn't like the cattails growing up. So they like 
surrounded the beach in plastic and then covered it in sand. So they made their own little beach, you know, interesting that a plastic surgeon's family would be like, Oh, change it to the way that we want it to look. Right. So, um, we went and spent the weekend there anyway. And pretty soon, like immediately everybody was naked, like this gaggle of friends and, and I were all spent the weekend naked, like all weekend, like Friday to Monday. And after that, like putting on clothes felt so weird. And I remember that pretty vividly. Like, it just feels so good. I have a picture. Somebody took a picture. I was doing a, I guess, a front flip on a trampoline. So you see, like, my head's tucked (laughs) and then my upside down shoulders and then my ass. And it's just this, like, naked, like, potato with the ass on top. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how we got here. And I'm not sure... If I should have anticipated the perfect bike day to turn into a discussion of nudism. Is it nudism? Is that a word? Nudism? I don't know. I just said it. Were you an eight? What was your major in college? Philosophy. Oh, that's right. Christina told me that. Christina Sinkovic, who wrote a really brilliant piece on the Cycling Independent, uh, if anybody hasn't checked it out. But she told me, we were talking about you when she was in town. Oh. And she asked me if you were at, you, like in real life, if you were that like that much of a dick. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what you see is what you get. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, what she said, she said you were a philosophy major. And I thought that you were you had some creative writing or something just because that's what you do for a living. But I took all the creative writing classes I could, but there wasn't. At least that I was, I don't know, man. I was drunk a lot of the time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I have a philosophy degree. Okay. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, You know, uh, yeah. uh, Well, nudism, uh, the the philosophy of nudism. Yeah. Philosophizing about nudism. Yeah. It's great. Nudity's great. Bike rides are great. Going on a perfect yeah. bike ride. I feel like there's probably some, uh, like there's a couple stops where you eat fruit leather and maybe, you know, <laughs> I've talked about the homie fall fest in Minneapolis and you stop and you do a, you do a derby or you try to ride along a little brick wall and everybody's standing around and heckling you. And then at the end of it, there's, there's everybody's on mushrooms and you're, there's fire oh. pits and, People are some people are jumping bikes and some people are just hanging out and uh, somebody will come up with a trailer full of like homemade uh, burritos and they'll throw those on the fire and everybody gets to eat or somebody will make donuts or mold wine or venison or whatever the fuck. And it's just God, I know. And it's not organized and it's just so much fun and everybody's happy. And I don't don't know know. if this is a podcast or a poetry slam. Now you're just talking pretty words. (laughs) Uh, so that like those, those days where you don't have anywhere to be, you don't have any agenda, you feel good physically. And at least in, in as far as the homie went, like I felt whenever I would, whenever I did those, I felt really loved, you know, like I remember the first one, I didn't really know where I was going and Gene Oberpriller would like make sure that I was always in his orbit because he knows every little side route and front route, back route. And and I was just kind of like, I don't know where I was, but he was always, he like, he took care of me, sort of protected me and made sure that I didn't get lost or whatever. And, and that made for a pretty perfect ride. 
you know, that day, yeah. even though we didn't cover a ton of miles and the trails weren't technical or anything, it just was, it was very nourishing. Oh, I like that. Nourishing. I thought you were just going to say fun. And I was like, yeah, fun. That's what we're talking about. But you said nourishing. I think that's good. I had a great, great ride Sunday. My kid, Ian, who, you know, the younger one, uh, had uh, volleyball. Jizz, Jizz Goblin. Jizz Goblin. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He had volleyball camp in the morning, so I dropped him off and I had discovered this little uh, ride spot like two and a half miles from the volleyball place. And I was going to just sort of explore it because I found some good stuff the day before. But I was like, oh, I'm going to go back for that. And I pulled into the parking lot and a friend of mine was standing there. I was like, and we're like 25 miles from home. I was like, what, what are you doing? He goes, Joe, you want to ride bikes? And he knew the spot. So he showed me all the good stuff. And we, I, I mean, I don't want to get too bro style here, but we raged. It was so good. So much technical nonsense. And like, I'm going to go back and try that again. And like, such a good ride. I was shelled after an hour and a half. I was like, I got to go. Uh, pick up my kid. So I go pick up Ian, Jizz Goblin. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, are you hungry? He's like, yeah, I'm hungry. So we go to this burger place. We get nasty cheeseburgers, big ones. Uh, and we get back in the car for the drive home. And I had picked the sword on the last podcast. I was like, you know, I haven't listened to the sword actually in a long time. So I put on age of winters and turned it way the fuck up and we ate cheeseburgers and listened to metal all the way home and just like it was so good it was such a moment i was high as a kite i don't do you know i'm a clean living straight edge uh idiot and but i was high as a kite when i got back Brittany, my wife looked at me and she's like i mean she didn't say it but she might as well have said why are you so fucking cheerful <laughs> Uh, and it was, uh, like, uh, definitely elements of the perfect bike day. Yeah. Um, uh, uh there was something that kind of, uh, mm, oh, okay. This is what I was thinking about. Um, oh, fuck. I lost it again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No. So from the very beginning, we were talking, we've been talking about how, uh, you know, we're kind of like pursuing the idea of being uh of of reclaiming the sensation of being a kid in a vacant yes. lot yes. you know and and it could be it could be a a vacant lot in a suburban neighborhood or it could be a vacant lot or a vacant parcel in a a rural neighborhood but it's just where you know you're going to go there and you're going to meet friends and or you might make new yeah. friends and there's yeah. jumps and there's maybe some porn mags hidden in the bushes and there's it's uh, the idea of of exploration uh personal exploration uh uh in exploration of your natural surroundings or whatever but it's it's you're you're learning about yourself you're learning about your friends you're there with the express intent and purpose to have fun and it's just very innocent and it's very sweet and it's very fulfilling. And, 
I've maybe not for everybody. Maybe if you went to the trailhead and you talked to a bunch of like enduro bros unloading their bike off the back of their $80,000 Mercedes, uh, Explora, Explora mobile, uh, they would describe exactly that. And that's what they get out of their bike rides. And you know, if so killer, but I, I feel like, I feel like this, the, 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 um, sort of the essence of this that I'm trying to describe is it just gets lost as we get older and, you know, you show up to go rip around in the dirt and your buddy's there. And he's like, yeah, let's go fucking, you want to see a dead body? You know, it's that kind of thing. And I <laughs> yeah, just yeah, think yeah. it's, it's so, it's, it's so fundamentally important, but it's so easily lost. Well, the older we get, you know, like <clears throat> I know you and I are, are both uh, in our homes, kind of neat freaks. We do a lot of cleaning and I think bear with me here. I think that's about, maintaining control uh in the chaos of modern living i mean that's mm. what i why i think i do it it's like i can control this and this when it's like this then i can do the work i need to do um but i think we sometimes extend that urge to organize into like we're going to organize some fun for the first 45 minutes we will throw horseshoes then we will eat two hot dogs each, have a soda, and jump in the bouncy house for 35 minutes, and then our parents will pick us up. That's, that is what rides start to look like. You know what I mean? Like, you show up, oh, guys, we're going to ride uh, a chatting pace for 20 minutes, and then we're going to, and then, then it's going to be like, or, like, this is the route, and we have to execute this route and be back by this time because uh, Bill's kids have a bouncy house birthday party and he has to drive him because his wife is out of town she's a, like it turns into this whole like everything is wrapped around the axle and the ride is like locked down uh and you if you miss an obstacle or a, a jump or whatever you, there's no actually we don't have time as the group to like circle back and do it again man we need more disorganized rides i'm all for it yeah I, well, I, yeah, I mean, that's I, I think that's why I tend to ride by myself so much is that right. is that when I ride with people, there's structure generally. And even that's, yeah. you know, lo it's loose structure, but it's just kind of like, I don't give a fuck where we go. Yeah, like, well, sure. Let's go left here. I don't care. You want to go right? Let's not. Right. And that's why I'm always the guy who's like, hey, let's go sit down at the place where there's a bunch of beer under a log just because <laughs> that it it. I don't know. I feel like it draws people out of the we have somewhere to be ultimately yeah. mentality unless people actually have somewhere to be, which which case I'll let them do it. But. Yeah, I feel like let's, re less... let, let's rewind to the beginning of the day. So I wake up. All the humans are dead. And what happens then? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All I have is a pile of books to read. Yeah. I'm the last person on the planet. Uh, All I have to do is read. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I support everything. I, you know, I mean, obviously I support everything I just said, but I think that I think this is all. It's good food for thought. Yeah. And if anybody hears this, you know, maybe it'll be good 
food for thought for them as well. I hope they'll uh, disorganize some rides for themselves. Disorganize some rides. Uh, would you rather? You want to do a would you rather? Let's do it. Would you rather be a literal Butterfingers, i.e. actual butter comes out of your fingers all the time, whether you want it to or not, or be a literal blockhead where your head is actually perfectly square? Um, do you ever watch Clarence? It's a cartoon. I love Clarence. I do too. Do you, have you seen the one where he gets lost in the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Where he, I've he seen like, them all. Oh, man, the one where he gets lost in the grocery store is so sweet. It's just, it's like, real. there's a lot of stuff about Clarence that I'm like, oh, I totally did that, or I do that, or I relate to that. It's just, and not to say that I am sweet, but it's just, there's these innocent sort of, I don't know, yes. the innocence. I really love the innocence, but his, what's his friend's Jeff with the blockhead? Oh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn. Uh, I think. I think I would ha- I would rather be a literal blockhead. Like I would rather have a square head. I do too much shit with my hands. If I had butter coming out of my fingers all the time, I wouldn't be able to function. Mm. And even if you put on rubber gloves, can you imagine? You put on gloves and you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and build a model car, or I'm gonna do my taxes or whatever. And you, your gloves are full of butter, and you have to take <laughs> those off and wash your hands. It would you'd save a lot of money on butter if you you know yeah, but yeah. it would just be. What a handicap. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wrote this one yesterday. I put some real serious thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I didn't fully think about the Butterfingers thing. Because I was thinking, you know, like, your morning toast is good. Yeah. Uh, if someone's like, oh, I got the popcorn at the movies, but I forgot to ask for the butter. No oh, problem, bro. I got you. I got you. Bring that over here. Bring that. Bring that tub over here. How yeah, much so you want? Are, Is this good? There are some. Are you just waving your fingers. Around? Oh, <laughs> just buttering it. things. <laughs> um. Uh, so there are some positives with that one. Whereas I'm not sure. I don't think there's any positives with being having a blockhead. No, I mean you're you're you're, you're really you're not a. You stand. You're gonna stand out. Everybody's gonna stare at you. Yeah. Or you have like sharp corners or round corners like Jeff? I think rounded corners like Jeff, you know, like it's got to be physiognomically possible. You could never wear a hat. Yep. You'd have to get custom stocking caps made if you lived in a cold (laughs) place. Um, I love when you extrapolate the consequences of these. (laughs) You'd have to get custom stocking caps made. (laughs) Of course you would. Um, wearing shirts, I guess you'd only get to wear button up shirts unless your head oh. was like, is it like head size? Like I'm yeah. framing my head with my hands right now. People can't see it, but like, so your head is, it's just yeah, it's this. the same basic size. Is it square or is it rectangular? I think square. Okay. So it's like this wide. It's a little wider. It, your head would have to be as wide as your head is tall. Oh yeah. Right. So even if it was like head size, it's still whatever. However, how big is eight inches? Nine, <laughs> I ten. wish everyone could see what Steve was doing right now. I'm basically like voguing right now. He's like mapping his face with his hands. <laughs> um, yeah. So your your head would be like nine inches wide and nine inches tall and nine inches deep. Mm. And that would be, you're not like a giant blockhead, like Jeff's head is huge. Um, But this is, 
I would I would go with Blockhead. Shit. It would suck. I, but I think I would go with Blockhead too. What's I can't what's I can't think could, of Go ahead. What's something we could do to make having Butterfingers like better? Well, or, you if, know, we, if, if you change it to butter on command, well, that's too positive, right? Like, yeah. that's obvious. I'll take Butterfingers. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe butterfingers it's, out of one hand. Yeah. I was thinking one hand. I'm not but, sure. Always dripping? Like, it's always just kind of leaking? Or it's just, it's a geyser? No, I don't think it's a geyser. And maybe it's not always dripping, but it's like the ends of your fingers are always buttery. Oh, fuck that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> blockhead. I'm going to go All blockhead. Right. It would be a well, bummer. I hate, I hate when we both answer the same thing. It just makes me feel like I didn't. I didn't nail it quite right. But when this when the book comes out, we'll 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 true these up. Uh yeah, that's a that's a good one though. I like that. We need to come up with some more. I mean, we're closing in. We're oh, are we we're only like five episodes ahead right now. So we we got some new homework to do. New yeah. topics, new would you rathers and so forth, right? Yeah, we'll you should definitely put some time into thinking about would you rather's because I'm doing these the night before now with <laughs> mixed results. <laughs> okay, uh, that's how I'm going to I'm going to put my head to it today. Yeah, and uh, I think what where are we right now? Did We're we done. Record any of that? Did we record it? Oh, I did. Cool. Oh, I did too. Sweet. <laughs> All right, that's an hour. Uh, yeah, and so. Heck, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Revolting. If you have questions for us or topics you would like for us to pontificate on, you can email me at stevel at cyclingindependent.com or robot at robot at robot at cyclingindependent.com. <laughs> if you like this or any of the other fun stuff you find on the Cycling Independent, please share it with a friend. It's the only way we have to keep this party going, with the exception of... Uh, partial underwriting from Shimano of North America, which still totally blows my mind. So I'd like to thank uh, Shimano as well for their support. So yep. on behalf of Cycling Independent, I'm Steve. And I'm Robot. Namaste. Don't forget to second. Yeah.